0: The wait is over. Author Simone Kelly is back with another supernatural thriller called Whispers from the Past. Her national bestseller, Like a Fly on the Wall, came first, and now you can find out what happened in the lives of Jacques, Kylie, Dee, and Hisham. Reincarnation, karma, and past lives are just some of the things that unfold in Whispers from the Past. Simone Kelly sends readers on a jaw-dropping ride of steamy, erotic moments, comedy, suspense, and supernatural thrills. Don't miss out on this page-turning joyride. Get your copy wherever books are sold.
1: For more information, go to OwnYourPowerLifestyle.com. That's OwnYourPowerLifestyle.com. What up, power players? You're in the right place if you're ready to own your power. I'm Coach Simone Kelly, holistic business coach, life coach, and author with Own Your Power Communications. Our radio show and coaching programs are designed to help you live the life that you deserve. Today, I'm sitting next to my handsome guest co-host, Mike Smooth. Thanks for being here, Mike. Thanks,
2: awesome. <laughs>
1: So today we're talking about um, all the things that have been happening related to the pandemic and how it's affecting our mental health. And we have in the studio, or in the On Your Power virtual studio, uh, Kiki. And I I don't know, I I keep wanting to say your last name, your other last name, you're you're married now. So what's your new married name? Astonito. Atonido. Okay. Yeah. Welcome back. And Kiki's been on the show twice. I mean, on On Your Power Network twice. She's been on our show once, um, but you were on the, the sex show many years ago. That was like seven, and probably was like seven years ago, six, seven years yeah. ago. Um, yeah. That's when we first started started the studio in Miami. And then uh, Dr. Brinson, welcome. Dr. Brinson's <laughs> been oh a part God. of the family for forever, since the very beginning, Um. since I moved to Florida. yeah. She's a psychologist, but she also has a mental health clinic in Miami. And, yeah, just been around for for so many years, been on many shows, been a speaker at at On Your Power Retreats and what have you. So why don't um, you first tell us both um, about
2: your businesses real quick before we get to jump into it? Um, I'm Angela Brinson. I am a licensed school psychologist and pediatric cannabis consultant. So I have a community behavioral health center here in Miami Gardens, and we provide psychological and psychoeducational evaluations for children, children. Uh, adolescents and adults. We do therapies, uh, different types of therapies, including cognitive behavioral. We do social emotional learning, yoga, with a heavy emphasis on mindfulness activities. Uh, I am also a pediatric cannabis consultant, meaning I educate parents in the community on the uses of CBD to address uh, issues relative to things like ADHD, depression, anxiety, seizures, things that negatively impact the way a child performs um, both in school and in their homes and communities. Uh, we recently started a learning lab here at Psych Care Solutions. We're in about 10, maybe 12 children now that have learning disabilities. They have, they require specialized education, but they're unable to get the support that they need sitting at home. Right. So we in here, and we have a uh, uh, certified ESE teacher. We have uh, licensed psychologists and doctors that are able to help them with mental health issues that they may have uh, during school and after school. And then after school, we put them in programming to do uh, individual and group therapies. We teach them yoga and mindfulness techniques, and it's called psychosocial rehabilitation. Wow. And from uh, you go on or
1: no. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll come back because we gotta get Kiki in there. But right. the other I did want to just um mention that this month, October is ADHD month, right? Yes. And today
2: Yeah, yeah
1: I, I keep thinking I know I know I have a little bit of it. I'm sure I, I mean every time you talk about, it, I'm like, I have that, I have that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm diagnosing myself. But yeah, on my all my um staff always says I have it, so yeah, I, I think I do. But um,
0: and Kiki, what do you do?
3: All right, hi, my name is Kiki. I live in Boca Raton, Florida, right now, and I've been in mental health counseling field, uh, master's level since two thousand one. So it's almost twenty years. I can't believe Woo! it. In two thousand five, <laughs> I was in New York City, and I. Um, I was loving, I was loving my practice. I was working in a lot of um, clinics, a lot of mental health treatment. And I went to a uh, nutrition school called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I actually got a degree in holistic nutrition counseling so that I could really delve into the mind body aspect of everything involving mental health. Because I do believe that there's much of a need for our look at the way we're nourishing our bodies. We look at the way our, our minds respond. Um, then I, I, when I moved down to Florida, I actually decided to go into the field of addiction. So I became a certified addiction professional. I'm recognized in the state of Florida and internationally. I've worked in many, many drug and alcohol treatment centers, um, all levels inpatient outpatient. And now I actually have a private practice. So I, I, I private practice right here on zoom every day. And I see clients with any mental health diagnoses. I do notice, and I'm sure we'll get into this in the show, but um, many people who come to me are suffering from all sorts of um, addictions, all sorts of dependencies on other things. And with my tie-in with the nutrition science, I'm really able to look at ways in which um, coping really, uh, it can apply to many, many things that we have in life. I also um, do a lot of relationship counseling as well, and I see couples as well. So that's a little about me. You guys, all well, like I can say is you guys are busy. I'm stressed out to
1: listening to all the stuff you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of hats. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of, of things you're taking in too. So, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I know both of you protect your energy and, you know, kind of recharge because it's so much. Yeah, I know you do. I ain't worried about you. <laughs> so, um, let's get started with the, the topic at hand. So, again, today's topic is talking about the pandemic and our mental health. And, you know, the coronavirus has resulted in an unprecedented crisis that affects our physical health, but also our mental health. And, you know, I think for me, when I think back until the very beginning, like maybe March, I do remember feeling like stressed out or like depressed or like, I think I might even cry (laughs) day because I just wanted to like get out and be around people. And I just felt so isolated. And I'm sure there's a lot of people, you know, even though I have a a really great network of friends, but there's some people that don't, you know, so I, I can only imagine what they're going through if they don't have access to people and especially like the elderly too I'm, I'm assuming that's probably really hard for them so what are some self-care strategies um, that you can share with us actually you know what i have an article i'm gonna read a little bit of it it's an article from the mayo clinic do you guys know that website mm-hmm. <laughs> yep okay so um we're gonna read a couple of the, the the self-care strategies um mike and i and then we'll ask you guys to chime in with your little two your two cents of what which, which you think we can add to them so um Self-care strategies, number one, they say get enough sleep. Am I, am I doing that already? Um, <laughs> Diagnosing myself through the two. Go to bed and get up the same time each day. Stick, stick close to your typical schedule. And even if you're staying at home, you know, just try to stick to the schedule.
0: Participate in regular physical activity. Definitely. I mean, that makes sense because you want to get your endorphins going. And they say endorphins definitely lift your mood. And I'm not. A specialist, but I do know that much because I do exercise and I know I feel better.
1: Eating healthy is another one. Um, choose a well-balanced diet. And that's, that. you know, that a lot of us put on them COVID I know I put on like 10 pounds. Um, I lost it, but <laughs> <laughs> I know it was almost like cause living in Florida. I was so used to the hurricane energy. It felt like the same thing. Like, you know, oh, the hurricane had to buy everything up and stay in the house and eat junk, you know, so that's, <laughs> that's exactly what happened.
0: Avoid tobacco, alcohol, and drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm. um, that's your specialty, Kiki. <laughs> if you smoke um, tobacco or if you vape, you're already at a higher risk of lung disease. Um, I prefer eating it, but, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have the cannabis specialist here. What, what, what do
2: you say to that? I say... He's like, I don't I, agree. <laughs> I say use it. Definitely. Some of you know, I'm one of the doctors for miracle leaf. So I make recommendations on a daily basis for people to uh, get their medical marijuana card. Right. If you need it, use it, you know, but be educated on it. Don't don't use street drugs. Right. (laughs) Don't do that. But if you need to go to the dispensary, do that. The last to um, limit your screen
1: time, turn off electronic devices sometime each day, including 30 minutes before bedtime. Um, I, and that's one thing I'm I'm big on as far as like going to bed with the t- I don't have a TV in my bedroom and I know that was a feng shui thing I learned on one of my radio shows, <laughs> but it does distract you. And people that fall asleep with the news on and all this stuff they don't realize that that goes into your psyche when you're sleeping and you you're all stressed out and, and full of fear. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, we're very big on your power about news fasting and you know not just taking little headlines. Not to not to be, you can't be un- un- unaware of what's going on in the world, but at least um, don't watch the news 24. 24- Seven. there's some people that do that yeah
0: it's it um, depressing yeah and that can actually lead to depression because i actually took a break from watching news because i like to be informed but i was like finding my mood being depressed like oh no what is it now and i was like you know what i'm gonna take breaks from the news yeah
1: and you, you guys have those friends that were posting every minute this time um, the death c- toll yeah. like every state they, they 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 know the numbers it's like, like can you please stop informing yeah. me talking? i don't want to
0: know right. <laughs> We already live in it. We don't have to be reminded constantly.
1: And the last one was...
0: Relax and recharge. Set aside time for yourself. Even a few minutes of quiet time can be refreshing and help to quiet your mind and reduce anxiety. Many people benefit from practices such as deep breathing, tai chi, which I like, yoga, or meditation. Yes. Soak in a bubble bath, listen to music, or read or listen to a book. Whatever helps you to relax, relate, and release select the technique that works for you and practice it regularly.
1: That's that's really good. Yeah, I'm I'm all about me time. So, do you guys have anything else to add to that part part of the show related to um, self care techniques?
3: Yes, I do actually. Um, so I love the term self care, but I feel like sometimes it becomes a little cliche, and we say sort of, oh, I need to do self care. But I think that some, that we really need to pay attention to the fact that that means different things for different people. So, in the order of operations for my client, I always say we look at the top three. The top three would be your nutrition then your sleep, then your exercise. So, and we look at them in that order um, and we sort of evaluate what's going on there. So those are my real top three. Um, I feel that things that are involved self care, they really should be wants because sometimes we think I should, you know, I really should go to yoga. I really should take a hot bubble bath, but it's not happening. There's a reason it's not happening. And that might be because that doesn't fill that person's cup. That's not what's for them. So in my practice, we talk about secondary foods versus primary foods. Secondary foods are the things we nourish ourselves with every day. You know, we, we eat, we drink, et cetera. Um, Primary foods are the things that nourish us and fill us on a soul level. These are the things in our life that are, they can be intangible, but when we're engaging in or with them, we feel flow. So it could be creativity, artistry, spirituality, Mm -hmm. um, you know, membership of a group. And it could, it can be exercise. It could be, but really things that fill us up. And so I always say to my clients, what are your primary foods? What are they for you? And then let's link that in with your self-care in a way that it doesn't feel like you should do what other people are doing but you're doing what works for you and fundamentally we cannot control what comes our way what comes our way is out of our control unfortunately however we always can control our reaction and our response and i think that's that's where self-care however we define it for ourselves is paramount because we are in charge of our response and that is in our control so it is the person it is personal responsibility to do that
1: Right. I always say um you are in the driver's seat because a lot of people they, they don't they react all the time and they don't realize they're getting into arguments that, that are you know, pick your battles as they say. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Totally. Yup. <laughs> like that worth my energy. I don't
0: argue below my IQ.
1: So
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're not if you're, your mental pay scale is below my pay grade. I'm not even gonna come down to your floor I say, I'd
3: rather be oh, yeah. I'd rather be happy than right.
0: good point yeah and you can agree to disagree i've learned in my older years that after a while if an argument or disagreement is not going anywhere you'd be like you know what i agree to disagree
1: yeah and you move
0: on you know like it's an opinion no one's right anyway so um
1: um dr Brunson, you got anything to add to that because we're gonna move on to the next part just just
2: quickly um i encourage my clients as well as my family and friends that it's okay to grieve we are grieving right now right we're grieving the loss of what was we're grieving the loss of how we used to live our lives we're grieving um, the fact that a lot of the plans that we've made for ourselves even in 2020 they did not come to pass so it's okay that this is not normal and we need to accept that I mean I understand we need to power through it and move you know move past it but it's also a time for us to grieve and reflect and that's normal yeah and, that makes sense yeah. and then, not to mention people are really grieving because a lot of people lost
1: family members during this mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so
0: i read something too the other day it says something like you, grieving is part of a natural process you don't yep. gr- you can't move on you can't continue the process like it's natural to grieve and then you ha- you go through emotions are like weather you know what i mean but, you have to have a cycle you can't Miss someone and not grieve, and then move on to the next emotion, because then right. it goes out of nowhere. You might be sitting in church, and, oh, I really my <laughs> like you should yeah. have that out a month ago. Like it would be random tears right now. If you just right. Yeah, you have to process, and I think as you get older, self awareness is a very big part of um growth and maturity, and 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 um self um therapy, if you will. Right. Because if you, you're you not aware of the things that affect you and how you affect other people in your actions, then you can't check yourself. And you can't move on and grieve and do the things you need to, because you're like, well, I don't know what I thought. I don't really know how to do that. So self-awareness and knowing how you interact and affect people, especially in this COVID-ridden society where we're forced COVID- to be ridden. around people <laughs> constantly. you got people freaking out because they're with their family and they didn't have to spend 12, 13 hours with their kids before. <laughs> school took care of that and dating and friends and neighbors and now it's like like Bart Simpson syndrome like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) I can't stand my aunt but I loved her until I spent COVID with her (laughs) like so 14 right definitely um I I think that's a big thing and grieving and I was going to say as a man too um one thing my dad told me a long time ago he's a Scorpio Super macho, Panamanian, Vietnam vet, the whole non third degree black belt. But <laughs> he was like, a real man cries because there's no shame in that. And honestly, it's, it's funny because I'm not a physical crier. I have a very high pain threshold. Similar to you, I ride motors, I ride like scooters, I do all kinds of crazy stuff, ATVs, bikes. And everything.
1: Yeah, he's aching right I now. I can
0: break something. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm aching not through the shower. <laughs> but like, a certain John Legend song, or Jasmine Sullivan <laughs> song, will come on, or a scene in a movie, and I'm like an eight year old girl, and the sun. What ah! <laughs> the catharsis that comes after it is like, like crying is really a natural emotion. I actually feel better after Absolutely. I cry about something. Absolutely. you know, it, it's to... it's cathartic yeah. for lack of a better
1: word. I was going to add before we, you ask the next question, um, to the self care strategies. Um, journaling is a powerful one because Mm -hmm. when you talked about checking in with yourself or sometimes we don't even know why we're feeling a certain way, that's why I always tell my clients to journal. And a lot of people think journaling is a bitch session. I say, no, journal isn't just to say, oh, what was me? My life sucks. No, that's not what it's all about. You should, you should write, you know, even if the simplest thing is to make a list, what's working in my life, what's not working in my life, how can I fix it? Like take control. Don't just say what was me. You know what I mean? So, and I love when men journal too, so it's really powerful when, um, my, my old co-host, I'm um, always journaled. I'm um, Jerry, Shout out to Jerry. Um, <laughs> so that's powerful when, when men can even do that too because a lot of people don't want to face you know themselves. So yeah sure. Next question.
0: What are some tips that you guys have um, for coping with depression or loneliness during this time, especially being that there are so many people feeling isolated?
3: Sure, so one thing I always say about um, depression is try not to get depressed or angry about your depression because in the field, we call that adding shame to the plate. You've already got the depression. So I'm a big fan of acceptance it's okay to say, I'm feeling depressed. You can walk around with a smile on your face all day long and do your job and be in a relationship and you can be depressed. And that is okay. But what we are in control of is the emotions that we attach to that, as well as the judgment and the expectations. So to just sit with yourself and say, this is okay, this, I'm feeling this way. And reaching out to other people is 100% one of the best ways out of depression. Um, We, in, in the addiction field, we say um, you can't keep what you have unless you give it away. And when we, what we mean is like, if, you know, anything in your life that has come your way in terms of positive things, let's, let's help others. Let's pay it forward. Helping others and reaching out to others is one of the best ways to just release ourselves from our minds and just, you know, sort of get out of that cyclical nature. Because I do feel that depression can perpetuate by a person's feelings around um, the depression. I'm also a big fan of developing a sense of belonging somewhere. I know that a lot of people right now are isolated and it's it is personal responsibility again to if you were attending a church every week, most churches have online masses at this point. If they don't, you get together with your friends from church and you do a, a study or a reading or you know, a ceremony, something every single week. If you're a member of a yoga studio, um, you go to a live class now. There's really things are available and I'm a big fan of having a sense of belonging. So asking people to identify, where is it that I feel a part of as opposed to a part from? Right. Um, oh. And obviously, to reach out to a mental health professional at any point, because sometimes we just need a little boost to get through a tough time. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we are clinically depressed for life. It means that we are going through a depressive period, and that can be acute, and that's okay. And as we say, this too shall pass. Yeah, uh,
1: I, you know uh, what? I, I love see. I love what she said about the like finding your like affinity group because. One of the things for me is my gym. So I, I was going to a gym that closed down, and I was like heartbroken. I was like so heartbroken. Um, and then I found another gym, and it's such a community because everybody's so friendly, and they and they do distant, you know, uh, right? Can workout. Out. You don't have to be we, up and.
0: We've been in COVID yeah. long enough that the, <laughs> the precedents yeah. are out there, and and we have. I mean, you can social distance pretty much doing almost anything. Yeah. yeah.
1: And they, exactly. they, it's, it's family, so that's like, it's, it's nice when you have your own little group of people
3: that you see every week and, you know, do things together. I call it, it's your chosen family. And the great thing is, and if we get out in the sun, vitamin D automatically secretes serotonin. That is essential for mental health. It is also essential to get moving. And that doesn't mean crazy exercise. It just means keep your body moving. Inertia says an object in motion stays in motion. And, you know, I keep going back to personal responsibility, but kind of like you said, Simone, we can fall into a victim mentality. Mentality. And it's, it's tough because what was thrown upon us this year was completely unprecedented. However, it is, we do have so many choices. And and what I love is just empowering people to make those choices for themselves.
1: I love it. Um, Dr. Brinson, anything to add to coping with the so, pressure?
2: Yes. Yeah, I completely agree um, that seeking out professional help would be, is the best thing to do. Um, particularly, I can talk. I can speak on behalf of uh, our community, people of color, black people. Yeah. We are faced one. with not only isolation. We're dealing with trauma right now. We're oh, dealing yeah. a
1: lot of stuff.
2: Disadvantaged, yeah. and a lot of times, uh, the symptoms that come that look like depression are really trauma related. So I think it's really good that we reach out to professionals to kind of untangle some of this because. We're in our own heads, and we're looking at things and images on social media and TV that we feel like we have no control over, and it will mimic signs of depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, I never thought about mm-hmm. that. I
2: forgot like how much stuff has happened, like,
1: all the the riots and the, the yeah. Like, Think about what we do things like so much
2: things on top of on top of being mm-hmm. isolated. I, I forgot about that. I probably, I probably... yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> so we're in some of the same ways that you know anxiety and depression do.
1: Yeah. Mm, yeah. Lot, and and I I do like that you mentioned that because unfortunately black folks don't like to go to therapy. At, at least a lot a lot of black men in particular, but they a lot of people don't like to go to they say, Oh, I'm gonna keep it in my business.
0: <laughs> but I, it helps.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um all right, so the next um question is what are some of the most mental health issue um common um, mental um common mental issues that have been heightened since the pandemic? Um and what are some of the solutions? I know you guys have your phones been ringing. Your business has has went up I'm assuming <laughs> during this pandemic. Do you guys both of y'all smiling. That's so funny. <laughs> 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 That's a good problem to have, right? So what what are some things um that you've been facing lately? More than more than normal.
0: The most common
1: uh,
3: so uh, issue. all um, it, it, in 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 the field of substance abuse, um, we have seen a a rise over the pandemic of um, substance dependence, and this includes food as well with my nutrition counseling. But what I say to my clients is, there's no good or bad or right or wrong. I don't. I really don't like those dichotomies. What I say is, there's what makes sense to you in the moment. And so during the pandemic, what has made sense to so many individuals is to look outside themselves for something that they can put in themselves to make them feel better. So what I do with my clients is I really try and unravel what is going on there in terms of the fact that that you need something from outside to go within in order to feel that. Ideally we are whole human beings and Anything we get from the outside, we actually already have it inside. So I work with people on really figuring out what is operating, but also I'm completely non-judgmental. I'm very open-minded and I share with people your what you did made sense, actually. You know, turning to, to XYZ made sense. So let's look at what else can make sense and just sort of um, appropriate replacements and really just being non-judgmental, being, you know, help being uh, doing good self-care. There are online 12-step meetings everywhere. And I believe me, I I know that online meetings are not the same thing, but it is again, not an excuse not to take care of oneself. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that the home environment is extremely important. So we are in control of what comes in and out of our homes, whether we want to go to a grocery stores or not, We will need food and we will need to survive in our homes, we can order now everything is being delivered. And what you bring into your home with regard to alcohol with regard to to substances with regard to uh, food it's it is it is your choice. And so once it's in your environment, you're already setting yourself up for either success or lack of success. Um, so I really do encourage this. And I'll just say, since the pandemic, I've been working with many, many individuals who have found this to be an extremely difficult time um, of reaching outside. And so I just encourage everyone to you know, recognize you have what it is that you want from the outside. You don't have to go the um, exogenous theory and outsource. You can go the endogenous theory, a great example is before going to shop for a dress for the new, for a party I'm going to on Saturday, which I'm not going to because there are no parties, but I I would say maybe I have something in the back of my closet I haven't worn for years. It's the same concept. Let's use what we already have as opposed to thinking the answer is out there. So, yeah.
2: Okay, Um, Dr. Benson? So for me, I've seen a significant increase in anxiety um, but particularly parental anxiety, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Now that is lending itself to things like domestic violence and car crashes and, and unplanned pregnancy, because now you have parents that are at home with multiple children and multiple computers they go to different schools, some of these kids, a lot of these kids have learning problems and the parent isn't able to help them with the learning problem. So therefore the the frustration level is increased, right? And so you have uh, three to four kids at home that all have special needs, right? So now you're home trying to help each kid navigate through their academic day, right? Mm So, so that's a nightmare. Yeah, that's a I'm glad wild. i said that right now. Yeah. yeah. And so now parents are faced with, do I send my child back to school? Meanwhile, they're looking on social media and seeing all of the schools that have rates of COVID going up. And we yeah, know it's scary. COVID it, it, it's back. It's, a, it's never gone anywhere. But now that school is back in, we're going to see alarming rates. It's flu season time. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you have parents sitting home like, I don't know what to do. I need to go to work, but I also, you know, don't want to leave my child here. What do I do? Right. So an in- increase in parental anxiety is what I can say. I'm seeing more than anything else right now. So, what do
1: you do with, with, when you I mean, I know everybody's situation is different, but like what's some of the
2: solutions for people like that? So one of the things that we've implemented again at at my agency is we have what's called a learning lab where we are taking in a few kids to help them out if they have special education needs. Mm -hmm. Um, As the demand grows, we're gonna consider opening opening up other centers. Um, Also the fact that if your child goes to a public school in Dade County, counseling is free. So parents Mm -hmm. are able to get access to support for themselves to help them navigate through some of this right oh wow
1: affordable. affordable very that, affordable that's so way. needed yeah I mean we we need to promote that some more um <laughs> Angie's one of my clients too <laughs> I, we're, we're pretty much um done we're gonna wrap up a little bit but the last question is related to we've kind of touched on it um how domestic violence and child abuse has been soaring and how have you been able to deal with that has that been an issue with your clientele as well
3: Dr. Brinson, I'm sure, can speak more to this, but I do want to say that sometimes we get, we get, um, we've been at home a lot. We've been together a lot, and, and you know. parents with children in summer camp and none of it was happening. So, you know, I think that we can get uh, lost in a mindset that we have no exit strategy. There's just no way out of things. And so, oh, I have to be here. I, Even though, you know, this hor- horrific situation is happening either to me, in front of me, by me, I, I don't have a place to go and I can't get out. And I always just want to remind everyone there is always a way to get out. It does, you know, I've seen people make moves cross-country um, during this pandemic. I've also seen several of my clients file for divorce during this pandemic. Yeah, so that's, that's been a number two that's been going up. <laughs> so what I, well, yeah, exactly. So what I would also say is, is never allow the, um, the sort of isolative nature of this current situation to be an excuse for staying put because there is always, always a way out.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's, a, there's so many support hotlines too and things that you can call. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Dr. Brunson, you wanna close with that?
2: Yeah, so um, thankfully I haven't had to deal with a lot of domestic violence, but what I have been having to deal with is um, children being left at home alone a lot now. Oh okay, yeah. Uh, a lot. There's a lot of that going on um, for multiple reasons because parents have to work. Parents have to work late. Uh, like how parents, little? Like really huh? little? Like
0: like like really five, little? I heard a five year old
2: was left. Five? Oh
1: my god!
4: I was, was the last kid, so
1: I, I we we used to, even I had neighbors that knew I was home, but yeah, I wasn't yeah, that little. I was like twelve. And twelve.
2: 12 yes. Yeah what the Department of Children and Families, what their rules and regulations are, you know, accommodations are for a time such as this. But like I said, imagine, you know, you have a kindergartner, but you got to go to work, you know? So there's that, you know? So Oh, that's so sad. God, It's sad. It's
0: not the, the community doesn't raise children anymore. It's different. We're actually in a different, an isolated age with technology. I know mm-hmm. when I was growing up, as a latchkey kid, my neighbor would tell my parents if I was outside. Yeah, they
1: knew they weren't supposed you. to be
0: like yeah. people's, <laughs> people's Streets watched, or their blocks, or their neighborhoods. Even neighbors who didn't like the parents of the children looked <laughs> out for the kids. The parents didn't have to get along. They're like, "Oh, I saw your boy down at the store. I know he wasn't supposed <laughs> to be." Now we're in such a private mind. Your business. Oh, don't mm. tell me what to do with mine. Your opinions. Your opinion. My opinion is fact. Right. That the communal spirit of raising children is is pretty much kind of not dead, but a, a dying breed. Right. right. Because you tell on someone's kid now, and they're like, well, is that your child? <laughs> well, the parents might pop fly at you for telling them about their kid. And you're like, well, I'm just trying to save his life, because there's another adult out there that's going to just bang him upside the head. <laughs> so I'm just trying to help him before he runs into yeah. that adult. Like, Absolutely.
3: I just finished reading a book about Danish culture because I love Danish, Scandinavian culture and their whole mentality is we're, we work together. We work as a unit. We all, we right. all eat together. We all work together. We all, you know, break bread together. And I think that's so beautiful. We've really lost that. They have the highest mental health happiness in the world. And yeah, so, yeah,
1: I've heard about them. Yeah. Right. No, I
3: think there's something that we can, we can I'm really. in that communal spirit. Yeah, that we're missing. And you know I you know I was I was living in New York City during 9/11 and I experienced 9/11. It was it was, it was horrific. I mean I, fortunately I was safe as were people in my life. However, what that did actually is it created a, glo- a a global unity in a way that hadn't been precedented. Everyone just came together. There was no divisiveness. And now what we see is we do see a lot of divisiveness and I do feel that one of the things I always say to my clients, quoting Gandhi, is you have to be the change you want to see. If you want to see togetherness, if you want to see community, create it, be it. And so, I completely agree with what Mike's saying there.
1: Wonderful!
3: You. you guys are amazing. We have to mm-hmm.
1: have that again.
3: Thank um,
1: you. Yes, <laughs> excellent. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't worry, I'll add in the claps.
0: <laughs> you gotta get our senior hall people <laughs> <laughs> But um,
1: so, can you? Tell us how people can reach um, each of you. You yes. know your website, and maybe um, I think you, you kind of covered your your services throughout the conversation. But if you want to recap anything, and then tell
3: us how we can reach you. Or you can reach me at uh, Kiki Veronica, K-I-K-I, V as in Victor, E-R-O-N-I-C-A, at gmail.com. Um, the, I, I work for a company, so my information would be there, but that's the best way to reach out to me is just to drop me an email. And like I say, I specialize in all sorts of mental health Um afflictions, uh, including addiction, and, you know, and especially um, anything involving nutrition. I'm also a yoga, I've been a yoga teacher for 10 years, actually. So while I don't teach anymore, I do weave a lot of uh, mindset and meditation and mindfulness practices into my um, counseling style. So right. I, I would be more than delighted to, you know, work with individuals who really want to um take charge and take ownership and, and just be empowered during this time? Little cat and
0: camel never hurt anybody. Right?
3: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. They didn't know I know no, about that. I was like, oh excuse me. I'm rising sun. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, Dr. Brenton,
2: how can we reach okay. you? Okay. You can reach me at um, psychedsolutions.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-E-D, okay. solutions with an S.com. Psychiat Solutions on all social media platforms. My email address is a B-R-I-N-S-O-N, at psychiatissolutions.com. And our number here in Miami Gardens is 954-257-7473. And again, I am a licensed school psychologist and pediatric cannabis consultant.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again for being here. Um, And for those who are listening and watching, um, if you're new to the Own Your Power family, please follow us on facebook.com forward slash Own Your Power radio. You can check out my services. I'm a business and life coach and intuitive coach. Go to ownyourpower.biz. I'll be more than happy to help you. Come um on, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> for, for more info on my site, just sign up for my mail my mail list by going on Like I just said. And
0: oh, well, <laughs> don't forget, tune into our network 24/7. We have shows on everything from business to relationships. Spread the word about us.
1: Uh, special thanks to the your Power team that helped make this show possible. Thank you, Mike, for being here and help me out.
3: Um, keep it locked on doctors. Own Your
1: Power Radio and Own Your Power TV. And thanks again, Kiki uh, and Dr. Bryson. Bye, guys. Yeah, uh-huh. thanks for joining us. Remember, anything you want is attainable. Own your power.
0: Own Your Power Radio, real soul and hip hop, just the way you like it.
4: Stay with me a little longer, I want you to stay, don't go, cause I'm really, really you, don't leave, stay with me, Please. I just wanna be with you, I just wanna be with you, how sweet it is gets to be loved by you, I Someone like you So often I hope for this moment to come And it's finally here You must have cast a root on me or something Cause this ain't no ordinary loving And so hard awesome.